Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. having a fabulous day. He's out today, but Chris Kane is in the studio. I'm Rick Schaefer in Northwest Arkansas. Chris, do we have an intro for you? Oh, no. No intro for me. None none necessary, Mr. No Schaefer. Intro, no. Huh? You're, just, you're just right there in the studio ready to go. That's exactly right. Ready for you, ready for everybody, and ready for another wonderful Wednesday to share with you, Rick Schaefer. That's all right. That's all right. 501-661-1037. Call us on any sports subject. Trey Biddy, because he's going to be gone tomorrow. He's going to be on with us for an hour today. How about that? So he's going to join us at 4.30. He'll be on from 4.30 to 5.30. And at 6 o'clock, when Chris leaves, although you never hang around for Nolan Richardson, you would enjoy that. I love that. I know. I, I like listening. I mean, to me, I would just listen in studio anyway, so it works both ways, whether I'm in studio or not. I just enjoy listening to you guys talk with Coach. Well, Coach Richardson will be with us on at 6.05. I guess the uh, we'll talk to Trey about this when he comes on. It's been a light day in the transfer portal. Uh, we found out about Rocket Sanders yesterday. I don't know if he's still officially yet tweeted that he's leaving, but he's let it be known that he is going to enter the transfer portal. And uh, today, to my knowledge, Malik Chavis, defensive back, is the only one who's entered the transfer portal. You heard any, any more than that, Chris? Those are the only two. No, those are the only two I've heard, Rick. And and this is um, yeah. You mentioned a light day. It's it's all relative, right? I mean, a couple of <laughs> yes. years ago, it would have been like, oh man, look at all these departures, and now yeah. now you look at it, and it's like, oh, only two today. Wonderful. That wasn't too bad, actually. So it's uh, it's certain the landscape. And you know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but it, it bears. I think it bears repeating just how this has become the norm now more than anything, and you just prepare yourself for the departures as opposed to hoping no one leaves because you know it's inevitable. Charles Baker, the new NCAA president, new within the last year, and a former governor of Massachusetts, appears to be a very smart guy, but he's thrown it out for even more wide open. Uh, basically, uh, what he wants to do is make sure the NCAA doesn't collapse. And so, uh, in order to save the NCAA basketball tournament, he's proposing, and it's a proposal, has to be passed, that the schools that can afford it put a million dollars of their own in uh, to form this coalition and then set aside $30,000 per year uh, times the number of student-athletes they have cut in half. So for the University of Arkansas, it would be for about $7 million, $14 million if they want to do it for all of them, and that that money be uh, used by the school to be their NIL money. And, of course, they can collect more if they want to, but it'll, it eliminates collectives because now the school does it. And somehow it's going to be tax deductible. Uh, so, anyway, that's the thing. And turn these schools loose, these power schools, anywhere from 65 to, they think, maybe as other schools, maybe as many as 100 will join, and basically say you're going to set your own recruiting rules, you're going to set your own roster sizes, you're going to uh, make your own rules on transfers, NIL, basically saying, our hands are washed of this. It's all yours once you pass this. But we still get to do the NCAA basketball tournament. We still get to do all these other <laughs> tournaments. And uh, and that's the way it appears. If this is the case, I don't know how this will slow anything down. Uh, other than, I guess, the schools, if they vote to put a cap, or, or say, I, Randy was saying yesterday, Chris, I don't know how you read this, but he was saying that 
Okay, what we're going to do is get these 65 to 68 to 100 schools together, and we're going to say, this is what you can pay a quarterback. This is what you can pay a tailback. This is what you can pay a defensive lineman. This is what you can pay a volleyball player. This is what you can pay a softball player who plays in the outfield. This is what you can pay a baseball pitcher. This is what you can pay a volleyball I don't see it that way, but what a mess. You think 100 schools are ever going to agree on anything no. like that? No, especially not with different conferences having different levels of revenues and profits and and sharing that they all have within their own sector, right, of of how they do business. So you're, you're not going to get agreements, that's for sure. And number two, Rick, it, it's just fascinating seeing uh, – it's like watching, uh, you know, the boat's been sinking for a while, and they've been sitting around going, what do you think we should do here? <laughs> You know, and it, it keeps sinking and sinking, and now they're in the water. It's almost above where they can breathe, and they're like, wait a second, I might have an idea here. Yeah. And that, to me, the inaction from the NCAA has led to the actions oh, yeah. that we're seeing now. Right. And, and and really, it's hard to, you know, you sympathize more, I think, with, not so much with the universities, but just the coaches who have to deal with a lot of this stuff. And I know, and look, I'm even on the side of coaches get paid an exorbitant amount of money, and there's no regulation there, and and that's just to ha- that's that's a construct of of capitalism, though, and that's and that's fine. But trying to restrict the player, I've always felt like, well, wait, we're going to just restrict the the players, and these aren't children anymore; they're adults. They're 18 plus years old, and we're trying to restrict them. And so long, I mean, it, the broad scope of this to me is. You have an organization now who, you know, makes roughly a billion dollars in revenue, and I know that's not profit, but revenue off the NCAA tournament. They're looking at all of these revenue sources and going, oh, no, if they figure out that they can do this without us, what are we going to (laughs) do? And as they figure out, I mean, that's it. They're starting to figure out, like, wait a second. If yeah. if if they figure it, it's like <laughs> I don't know what to compare it to it's like you know they can't figure this out otherwise we'll lose our money right well think about this they they want to rescue the NCAA basketball tournament because there are three hundred and what forty something schools that play Division One basketball okay well let's say sixty five schools break off you know the tournament used to be sixty four teams they could make it sixty five and everybody plays and they could run their own tournament. So yeah, I can see where the NCAA would be a little nervous about that. Yeah, I think they're pan- they're in panic mode right now, and I think it really it hit them the hardest at the Supreme Court. Once the Supreme Court ruled in favor favor of the athletes, uh, overwhelmingly, I mean unanimously, yeah. right. I think that's when they realize the gig is up, and and they have to adjust. Now their adjustment period it's been a couple of years, and they haven't. Until now, they've proposed something. And their proposal, like most negotiations, Rick, I mean, this is normal, right? You see 30000 and you know per athlete or you know, cut that in half, and you start looking at how the allocation would work, and you go, well, some of these guys make more than that on one NIL deal, you know? So right. that's just that, – but it always is going to start low, and they'll, they'll have to et, inch up and go higher to, to meet in the middle. But if they don't do this, then – I mean, you see the lobbying right now being done by not just coaches, but commissioners trying to lobby their, their legislators at the national level for some form of regulation. And I think they can lobby all they want, but what it comes down to is if this keeps going back to the Supreme Court, they've spoken – They've already made – I mean, you would have to come in with a completely new structure to show that you've made real positive changes in the form of compensation for these athletes who have – I mean, Rick, you've seen it over the decades. They have full-time jobs for the university. They work for the university as representatives even if they don't get compensated for it in terms of monetary payment. I know they get their their scholarships, and and for some of the athletes it's a full ride, which is incredible in terms of value, but – you're still not paying them, paying them what they what the value would be in 2023, based on the TV contracts and all the money being flooded into these sports. But it's just like professional football. Um, is your quarterback worth more than your left tackle is? Is your uh, is your safety worth more worth more than your linebacker? Is your first team guy worth more than your second team guy? And what about punters and kickers who Marcus Elliott doesn't think is worth anything? So, <laughs> Does he not think they're people? Because that's just wrong, okay? That's right. That's okay. wrong. So how do you, what do you, do you set up a system? Now, I guess you could, because think about it. If you go to work for Chick-fil-A or McDonald's and you're 18 years old, they're going to tell you what you're going to make. You're not going to tell them what you're going to make. They're going to tell you what you're going to make. And if you do a really good job, they'll pay you a little bit more, and they'll pay you a little bit more, and that's kind of how the 
society works is the higher you move up, the more you get paid. And those who are in CEO positions have spent usually a long time working to get to those positions. And therefore, they get the, get the highest salaries. Well, I, I guess, I don't know if they, if they would win or lose in court if they did the same thing in football or basketball and say, okay, here's how much revenue that comes in. We need this much revenue to pay building maintenance, to pay our staff sizes, to pay all this other stuff. So here's what's left. We've got $22 million left over. Uh, after we've met all the expenses, including travel expenses and everything else, so that 22 million we're going to put into our athletes. And um, but but here's how we divide it: we're not going to do it evenly, because let's face it, volleyball is great. They're playing Kentucky tomorrow. They're they're in the Sweet 16, but not as many people go see the volleyball game as go see the men's basketball game or go see the Razorback baseball team. So therefore, we've got to set a salary structure where. I know, I know, we got Title IX to deal with, but the women's volleyball players, eight thousand is about max we can go there. Uh, but now, if you're a Razorback baseball player, they sell out most of their games. So, you know, they're not football or basketball. Uh, they do have some revenue. They're a revenue sport, but not by much. So, let's say baseball players, really, the most we can do for you is fourteen, fifteen thou. But for basketball and football, men's basketball, you guys are making all this money so um, best we can do for you uh, for basketball player let's say is $95,000 football if we're going to be equitable here uh, no matter what position you play maybe 140000 or something like that and they're going to determine that and the players are going to say okay now if they'd have done that before NIL there would have been ecstasy among all student athletes Oh, yes. No, you're right. Yes. That was a long dissertation there, but what do you think they would think now if you set salaries (laughs) for every position? That's the problem, right? The genie's already out of the bottle, and they have, because of that, and because they were, you know, so confident and, and really cocky that they could win that case at the Supreme Court, losing that, not only did they lose all credibility in the argument, but they have now lost even the ability, like we said, everything's relative right with the portal. It's relative now with money. And money beforehand, you're right. If they just started paying even incremental amounts like that and you structure it maybe on like a revenue sharing where you say, hey, if the pool is $20 million and football accounts for X amount, they're going to have more to share from because they pull more in based on the revenue or revenue model for the university. So if you pull it out like a pie where you have different revenue sharing opportunities based on each sport's contribution to the overall pool... That may be one way to look at it, but because now these guys are making way more than thirty, forty, fifty thousand, at least some of them are, that now they look at that and beforehand, yeah, they probably would have said, Oh, you know, but okay. Not great, but you know, I could yeah. probably get that and you know, one bag man could drop that off on the porch and recruiting and that's fine, but hey, you know, I'll take that from a university. They've never done this sure. before. Yeah. But at this point, Rick, I have a feeling like even with the, that is such a low number, it's I, I think the starting point now. Maybe for some sports it's not, but for the the, the main sport of you know they're the main, the top three revenue sports, it's going to be hard to uh, to get them to to agree to that. But I, one of the things, Rick, that you really got to think about is the difference in the professional level and the collegiate level. There are still some differences, and one of those is the unionization at the professional level and how they have a a, a body of 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 union employees who work for the best interest of just the players. And co- college doesn't have that. You know, it's, it's, that it's a, cra- that, that, that's the question. It might that be, next? it might no. be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because it's, it's different conferences, right? So you don't, you know, you just, I don't know. Yeah. And the question will be, and we got a caller and we're going to take it. The question will be, when will the people that are paying the bills by going to the games and watching them on TV, going to be so turned off that uh, the golden goose starts to die and the eggs the eggs aren't so big and that could happen too well but yeah we'll, see, what, we'll see we'll see what david and russellville has to say hi david thanks for calling well rick you uh, i was just listening to you and i thought man i'm gonna make a phone call if i get in i can't believe i got in that fast yeah uh regarding baseball i have a thought regarding the nil um the only thing I would change regarding what you just said about baseball players is if you got a player that is drafted 
and he's willing to come back if you're willing to match what he's being going to be drafted oh, for. Good point. Yeah. So if a player got a million dollars and he's a first round draft pick, and we're willing to spend the million to keep him for three years, then what's the difference? The player would stay in college instead of going to Major League Baseball. Anyway, y'all got a great show. See you later. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, David. David. Now I will say this, and I, uh, I'm, I'm just saying I have heard this. Okay. So, and I don't mean it as a rumor, but I've heard it from a pretty good source that there is one member of Arkansas's baseball team this year that that's almost exactly what happened. Uh, he knew he was projected to be a certain round pick. He knew what that would project financially to be. Razorbacks needed this player at his position, and they matched what they, their master came close to matching what MLB would have paid him for that draft slot. Uh, I'm told LSU probably has more NIL money for baseball than any other program in the country. That's how they got Skeens last year. Um, that's that's how they get a lot of their players. And so um, there aren't as many schools willing to put that kind of money into baseball. But that that's a good thought. What if you did the same thing for basketball? What if you recruit three five-star guys and they, okay, we project for late first round. That's so much guaranteed money. Okay, well, how about if we pay you that? Although you'd be getting into pretty high dollar from the NIL standpoint. If, if you're going to pay what a first-round draft pick would make in the NBA, even if he's a 25th or 26th pick, you're talking about a lot of money. Somebody's got to pay it, don't they? Yeah, and that's. But think about that that change in NIL and how that's allowed. Where traditionally Arkansas is recruiting <laughs> against a couple schools, but you're. I mean, with Dave Van Horn in recent years, they're recruiting against the draft. Yeah, and and having the ability now to secure some of these top-notch high school draft picks. And, Rick, I mean, you know the you know baseball as well as anybody. If you're one of those players, I mean, the, the system to go through at a major league organization starting in the minors and all the different levels to go through, is it advantageous to go to college, make money like that, and not be in, you know, single A, high A, low A? I mean, what, to start out, what do you think in terms of, the player, is it more advantageous if they can make the same money to go to college as opposed to starting their pro career, even if they're a high draft pick? Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, no doubt about it. And would you rather ride an airplane to play at Gainesville or ride a bus <laughs> to, San, to San Antonio? Uh, you know, where your per, your per diem is probably better in college than it is at the Class A level anyway. Uh, plus... I think it was uh, was it last year that 63% of the players at the All-Star game played college baseball. It works. You're you're better prepared. You get to the major leagues faster. Let's go to Hooper in Hot Springs Village. Hi Hooper, thanks for calling. How's it going, guys? Great. Good. So just wanted to kind of touch up on the conversation y'all are having. I also heard the previous caller make his uh, his two cents about uh, the baseball program and it kind of brought uh, something to my mind is you know, with the whole NIL deal, you're seeing a lot of, obviously, a lot of transfer transfer players and out-of-state recruits coming in. And in my mind, when you have out-of-state recruiters or recruits and transfer portal players coming in, you're losing that that loyalty to the university. Mm. So if we're talking about NIL, you know, they're just there for the money. They're not necessarily there for the the, the image of being a Razorback to, to to an extent. What if we started giving bonuses, NIL bonuses, to in-state players? to give more of an incentive for them to stay home and stay near that university that they actually might have some loyalty to. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I'll hang up and, and kind of listen to y'all's opinion. Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks, Hooper. Well, I, if a guy grows up in Arkansas or a girl and wants to be a Razorback, you'd think that you'd hope it wouldn't take an NIL bonus to keep them. You might need the NIL bonus to keep the out-of-state player from leaving. But uh, I do think, and I'm not in the recruiting room, I'm not uh, involved in the athletic department or any of their decisions. I think over the years, since Houston Nutt left, I think they've missed on a lot of players in Arkansas that they could have recruited and developed, and perhaps it would have been their third year before they started. And in the NIL days, you need some guys like that who will hang around, who you're going to develop. I think they've missed some players uh, in Arkansas with their linemen, offensive linemen. I'm not talking about your great skill players, but... I think they've missed some that could have helped this program considerably. I don't know that it takes bonuses to keep them here, but you'd like to think that in we talk about how hard it is to get a, a Louisiana away from LSU. That means their kids are still growing up wanting to go to LSU. 
You'd think there are still Arkansans, Arkansans who grow up wanting to go to Razorbacks. I think there is. I, I think that there there certainly is. I think there's more that they miss on than you know want to go there. And uh, I, I think that there's there's a certain level of of pride still left in a lot of these recruits in the state. Now, uh, out yeah. of state, I can't speak for that. You know, I mean no. that that I think we are reaching the mercenary stage, right? Where they're just going school to school, figuring out, hey, where can I get the best deal? And how long can I stay in school? Rick, some of these players are staying for seven years. Seven <laughs> no, years. I'm that one out. I, the six-year one's pretty hard to figure out. Seven. I, now I've only known of one or two guys that are doing that, but that's they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah. not prevalent. But there's a few that. I mean, seven year, 2018, that yeah. that they started, and you wonder, like, okay, I mean, I get it, but dude, it's time. Enter the workforce. Get a job. Please contribute to society now. You've done your time in college. I don't yeah. know what more, outside of getting a doctorate, you know, what more you could possibly do in school, but that there that's becoming more common, and guys are going to figure out, hey, if I'm not going to play pro, if they're getting the report yeah. back that they're not going right. to play pro, but they can squeeze a little more money out in their NIL college days, they're going to. Yeah. Or or just play because they love the game. Well, yeah, that's that's true. And I, look, I, there are some like that. I mean, we had yeah. one at UCA this past year, Austin Eldridge. Shout out to Austin Eldridge. Six-year guy. I mean, not making, you know, to my knowledge, a lot of NIL money, but loved the team, loved the coaches, and came back, and he was one of those guys out blocking. He did a lot of the dirty work, Rick. You know, he, he caught a few passes, but he was one of those blocking tight ends who just loved to be out there. So shout out to guys like that who do still love the game and want to just play with their teammates because, unfortunately, I think they're few and far between these days, or few were, few were. Okay, Jake and J.K., if I can ask you to hold on because we're about to take a commercial break. And when, and when we come back, Trey Biddy is going to be with us. But we'll just introduce Trey, say welcome to the program, and we'll get to you two right away since we're going to have to ask you to hold through the commercial break. So we appreciate all your calls, 501-661-1037. This doesn't have to be the only subject we broached today, but uh, we're happy to talk about it, how it affects the Razorbacks. We'll certainly get into with Trey, uh, Malik Chavis, why he left, and uh, talk a little bit about Rocket Sanders as well. But Jake and J.K., hold on. We'll be with you when we return on Drive Time Sports. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. How many guns does a man need? Just one more, of course. And as always, Max Prairie Wings is the place to go for that one more gun. With $200 off select in-stock Browning shotguns and rifles, $75 rebates on Beretta A300 Ultima, $150 rebates on the Beretta A400, and the Weatherby 18i Waterfowl 12-gauge Supermac 3.5 and Mossy Oak Bottomland for just $849, it makes sense to check out all this and more online at MaxPW.com. Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. The hunt begins here. Johnston's Home Center presents Andrew Chambly when he joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports every Tuesday through football season. Johnston's Home Center. If you can't find it at Johnston's Home Center, you probably don't need it. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike for today at 501-428-7177. Whitetailproperties.com. Fletcher Dodge wants you to have a Merry Christmas, so we're giving you a free gift with every new vehicle purchased. Buy now, make no payments for 90 days. Every new 2023 must go. It's our year-end clearance sale. Save up to $13,000 on all new Ram Eco Diesels and up to 20% off new Ram 1500 Classic models and 10% off every new Ram Heavy Duty 2023 and 2024 models. Plus, you'll get a free gift from under our Christmas tree. You can get that new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram that you've been waiting for and save your cash for the holidays. Drive home today and make no payments till next year. It's the best time to buy a new Ram. Get a free gift with every new vehicle purchased and make no payments for 90 days. At Fletcher Dodge, you'll always get the best price and the lowest finance rate and more 
for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. It's the season for giving, and Saracen makes it special this December. Play to win an incredible Mercedes-Benz CLS 450 from Mercedes-Benz of Little Rock. With an alluring look of luxury, the CLS 450 is a top-of-the-line Mercedes, and it can be yours just for playing at Saracen. Only 40 minutes away, Saracen Casino is Little Rock's closest place to play and win the Mercedes-Benz of your dreams. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-FOXU-2-4700. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Looking for a great place to work? How about going to DoubleBees.com and apply online? I mean, it is a great place to work. Each and every morning, start my day off right. I had to DoubleBees because I want the bean-to-cup coffee. And what that is, it is a selected roast that I can grind and then produce a hot and fresh cup of my Renoco coffee. I can also check out the Renoco Cappuccino. And the great thing about Double B's, they've always got those monthly specials. In a hurry, you can always pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps at all stores. Be sure and sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card, and you'll get 10 cents off a gallon at the pump. It is at Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go Make it double bees. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, where we tell you about our friends from Tacos for Life. If you're looking for something to give for Christmas, can't think of a better gift than a gift card from Tacos for Life. And you know what happens when you buy a gift card? You buy a $25 gift card, they'll give you the extra 10 bucks for yourself. Not in cash, they give you a card that you can use. That means you can go and maybe get one of those delicious pepper, honey, pimento, chicken, tacos... And aren't those good? You can get one of those. You might even use it for kids' meals. You take your kids, 29 cents for a kids' meal right now, special through the end of the year. You can do that or order anything off their delicious menu and get a $25 gift card for somebody else. Can't beat it. And guess what? Every time you eat at Tacos for Life, you're helping somebody that is food insufficient. And they've helped over 30, almost 33 million people worldwide, food insufficient, Providing meals for them, amazing because of their terrific fan base, those who eat at Tacos for Life. Check them out. Great gifts, great food. Tacos for Life. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Chris Kane, Rick Schaefer, and... And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Wow, Trey, we get you for a whole hour today, huh? Yeah, yeah, 430 to 530. Let's go. Okay, now, we've got two callers, and I promise we get right to them, but before we do, i got to ask you, so how was the play? Uh, it was a delightful uh, take on a classic. Um, I give it uh, two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Trey is going to miss tomorrow, and he left early yesterday because his daughter is in uh, a, a Christmas play, traditional Christmas play. And what were her lines? Did she have some good lines? She said she had seven she lines. She had like seven lines. She gets, she gets to call out, and spoiler alert, um, Dorothy's house lands on the Wicked Witch of the East. <laughs> And so uh, she calls out that, uh, you know, it landed on her. So um, 
Wow. Yeah, she's got a, she got she got a few lines in there. So she did a great job. Super proud of her. But how uh, did they yeah, choreograph the how, how did they choreograph the house falling on the witch at a at a whatever grade this was level play? Well, it, they turned it into a bed and did it and you know kind of spun it around and ah, so you, okay. there's a lot of left up to the imagination on that one, Rick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's great. Well, we don't want to leave our callers uh, to their imagination. Let's go to J.K. in Fairfield Bay. J.K. didn't want to hold on. Sorry about that. Let's see if Rude. Jake wanted to hold on. Jake, you there? Hey, guys. Yes, sir, I am. How are you, Rick? Great. Where are you driving today? I am uh, east of Nashville. I got lucky, man. I made it through Nashville in the rig right before rush hour, straight through in less than 30 minutes. You could have stopped That's for the last good. could have stopped for the last day of the Major League Baseball winter meetings there, just concluding that in uh, Nashville. But anyway, go ahead. What's on your mind today? Hey, uh, yeah, Trey, good, good to talk to you, too, sir. We were talking about the mm-hmm. NIL before you came on, so I'm going to continue that conversation for a bit, if you don't sure. mind. Yeah. Sure. Or the, the whole thing with the money and stuff and paying the players. Look, I have no problem with the transfer portal. Now, I thought it was a great idea, and it was way overdue when it, when it came along because we've always said coaches can leave. Why can't the players? Why do they got to sit out for a year? That made total sense. Paying the players made total sense. When you're bringing in billions and billions and billions of dollars, that made sense. But the way they're going about doing it never made sense. And yeah. so here's my thing. Number one, I cannot wait till the NCAA is disbanded and someone drops a bomb on wherever their headquarters is. But seriously, like... Indianapolis, but let's, right? don't, let's don't do that. Let's don't drop bombs. Just a, anyway, just a stink bomb, not, oh, nothing yeah, that right. would hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for legal purposes, we but, need some clarification. Yeah. <laughs> I understood, understood. But you guys get where I'm going at. But like, I mean, that, that idiot idea that the guy came up with, it, it, like, I, I, really? I mean, you're going to tell these guys, we don't want to want you to make a million two, a million three, a million five a year, but we will give you 120000 in a trust that you can mm-hmm. use X amount of years down the road. No. What needs to happen is these schools need to get their guts up and say, you know what? Get you NCAA. We don't want anything to do with you. And then what about this? I just thought about this today. And this, I'm not an accountant or business major, so help me out here. What if you came up with a different collective for each sport? Because I, I personally, I mean, first of all, Title Nine is a byproduct of the NCAA, right? Yes. For all intents yes. and purposes, it's a byproduct. So the NCAA goes away. Title right. Nine goes away. In theory. Okay. Well, no, Let the, them take the law care of themselves. Stays, but, yeah. Let them take care of themselves. Baseball takes care of baseball, basketball, basketball, football, football. The chips fall where they may. Every school does that. I, I is there? I mean, does that make any kind of sense at all? Well, maybe. Title nine still Just doesn't work. Well, here's where, and Trey, maybe you can weigh in on this. Hey, and I got now, no problem if, with Title Nine, by the way, Rick. None okay, whatsoever. but if the if the money goes through the water. schools, as the NCAA is suggesting, whether there's an NCAA or not, but let's just say the schools start handling the money, any of them that are public institutions, which would exclude schools like Vanderbilt or Rice, uh, but anybody that's a public institution, you they are uh, held to federal law and federal esteem. So, if if it comes through the university. And they're paying their athletes. There's going to have to be some kind of gender equity in there. And so, okay. uh, on the other hand, but if you, but if does you the say, player have to pay for the volleyball player? That, well, that's that what they're doing now. That that's what they're doing sense. right. Know, hey, football and basketball are paying for their scholarships for all the other sports and baseball. So it, they would have to do that. And, and the other thing is, if you did collect these for each sport, you'd have some sports that would be barely funded. No, nobody would give any money to because they're going to fund the ones that they like most. What, what do you think, Trey? I don't really have anything to add to any of that, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was just wondering, like, does, is there enough TV revenue? Say, we know the SEC network was the biggest network ever launched in cable history, okay? Or satellite cable, you know what I mean, an yeah. extra channel. It, it was the biggest network ever launched, so, as far as money goes. Is the TV revenue not enough to cover scholarships, Rick? Yeah. What I saw no, on SEC Plus alone. the other day was where there were supposed to be commercials. It was you were in a commercial break. Yeah, <laughs> just a notice. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, so I don't I'm, know. Just, I'm, I'm thinking out loud while I'm driving down I-40, man. 
You, yeah. you guys talk about it. Let me know what you think. I, I, I don't know. To me, it kind of sounded halfway decent like an idea, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, Y'all have a good try. day, though. Go hard. Right, Thanks, Jake. Jake. Thanks. You know, unfortunately, Trey, this is a subject that's not going to change because even the NCAA's proposal yesterday and, and elaborated on today, it's a proposal until it's voted in, and that can mm-hmm. take quite a while. And in the meantime, I think the NCAA is truly fearful that these football powers are going to secede. Do you, do you think that could happen? I think it will happen, just mm-hmm. a matter of when. I mean, look at all the changes that have happened here recently so quickly. I mean, we think that's just going to stop. It's like we're going to sit here where we are right now. I mean, I mean, think about like the four. To me, it started like with the four game red shirt rule, and then you had players started you know quitting their team. They didn't like their situation and and you know taking it upon themselves to red shirt themselves without even discussing it with coaches. Coaches would find out on Twitter, and then you had NIL and transfer portal just hit at the same time, and that was just, I mean, I don't want to say recipe for disaster, but it's. Uh, it's certainly a recipe for chaos, and that's what we're in right now. And this is this is what everybody kind of asked for. Everybody was calling the NCAA incompetent before when they were saying they weren't going to pay players. I do think players need to be played. I think there needs to be some transparency. I think the I think the major conferences that want to pay players and want to have some transparency on how that's done, like a league, probably in some way need to secede from the NCAA, and that's probably, you know, includes football and basketball, and then everybody else can do their own thing with scholarships and, and whatnot and fall under Title IX or whatever. Um, I don't know how to work all that out. I'm not a lawyer, but in some kind of way. we The, the problem with it all is not that players are making money. That's not the problem. Players should be able to make money and profit off their name, image, and likeness. But that's not exactly what's going on. We're just we're just seeing schools buy players. You know, that's that's what's going on. It's not this guy would be a great ambassador for our company. It's you know it's all through collectives. So what has to happen is some type of transparency. Should players get paid? Yes. Should there be some transparency? If we're talking about a league where you know what players' value are, you know there's contracts. Uh, it's not just sitting there waiting on pins and needles if somebody's going to bolt on you on it at any second, you know, tampering and all that stuff. That's where we have to get. I mean, there's no way around it at this point. You can't, you can't put what's happened back in the bottle. You know, it just it just doesn't work yeah, that way. That's right. That's so what whatever the, Chris, the decision is, it has to be something moving forward, not moving back. Chris said earlier the genie is out of the bottle, and he is right. Well, let's let Rick out of the bottle. Hi, Rick, you're on the air. Hey, it's good to talk to y'all. Our pleasure. Go right ahead. What's up, Rick? Hey, I, I do believe in, uh, I talked to my son. He's a CPA, and uh, he he thinks collective bargaining, like that other caller, uh, is the right way to go. And then the university can uh, kick in and stuff uh, every now and then for the... Uh, uh, the, the some of the other sports that that maybe not, but I think it would all work out because the NCAA, NCAA is, you know, they they kind of lost right now. But I I really do believe you go at you know collective bargaining and stuff is like the pros. Well, you're saying unionized college athletes, and I think. Uh, that would really work, you know. <clears throat> I think that I think I don't know how many fans yeah, would accept that. That's what I got to talk about today. I think that the guy had a really good idea, and I already talked to my <laughs> like I said, I already talked to my son. Yeah, did you collectively bargain with him when you were in that guy. discussion? Rick, okay, thank you, right, Rick. Thanks for calling. Uh, what, what do you think fans would think if players unionized? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Do you think? You yeah, think, you, I think. Uh, think I think there'd be keep, a majority keep, that would dislike that. Yeah, you think they keep giving money? I mean, it's and that's the other thing is, who's paying for all this? Yeah. Yeah, TV money pays a lot, but who's being asked to pay for the NIL? Not TV. Fans. That's right. Boosters. Right. Yeah. That's right. All right. 
J.D., hang on. We'll be with you. we got to take a commercial break. We've got Trey Biddy for another 45 minutes. If you got anything you want to talk to Trey about, please do so. Chris Kane, Rick Schaefer, and we're back right after this. 37 The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Imagine you open up that box, you see that beautiful piece of jewelry, it was a gift, or maybe it's an engagement ring. And every time you look at it from now through the rest of your life, you're going to relive that beautiful moment over and over again. And that's why we do what we do at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's not just the transaction. It's about the people. That's why we're here. We believe in putting the right piece of jewelry in the right person's hand because we know what it means to you. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com free financing did you know arch marine is the kayak leader in central arkansas right now get 20 percent off all feel free kayaks all the prices are falling on kayaks this month don't forget we repair atvs your granddaddy trusted arch marine and so can you Listen for Champs and Chumps Fridays during the Zone. Brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball, the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. Located in the outlets of Little Rock next to H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind now. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof. Free. This is Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem Weekly thanks to Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Alcoa is now serving residents in Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties, and recently opened up a new branch in Sheridan. Apply for your next loan at alcoacommunityfcu.org. I love it here in Arkansas. It's a great place to live and work, to raise a family. You've got beautiful scenery, tons to do outdoors, and we love our sports. Arkansas is just a great place. It's one of the things I like most about First Security Bank. They started years ago right here in Arkansas. After 80 years of growth, First Security is still only in Arkansas. That means they reinvest in people and businesses right here at home. They have local roots, and they're proud of them. I don't know about you, but that means something to me. At First Security, you bank with professionals who know what they're doing. They also know you and your community. So whether you need a personal or business checking account, a credit card, help with a loan, or just want to ask someone a question, First Security is your home for friendly local support. Stop by one of their 70 convenient locations or check them out online at fsbank.com. First Security Bank, only in Arkansas. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Chris Kane, Trey Pitty, Rick Schaefer, Randy Rainwater out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Let's go to J.D. in Austin. J.D. wouldn't hold through the break. Okay, so Trey, kind of a 
slow day on the transfer portal. Is Malik Chavis the only one? Because we kind of knew about Rocket last night. Yeah. Is he the only one that announced today? David Malik Chavis. Chavis. David yeah, you, Malik Chavis. A lot of times you learn these guys' first, uh, real first name. Ah. <laughs> yeah. David. Um, yeah, uh, he's the only one today. Now, Rocket Sanders did officially enter today. So he announced, okay. or it was announced last night that he was entering, I should say. And then yeah. uh, he officially popped in the portal today. And that was at uh, that was at 1021 this morning. And then at 854, the first thing was uh, Malik Chavis. But oh, uh, some good minute news. Minute by minute. Good news to report, though, guys. What's the good news? Just in the last 20 minutes, Landon Jackson tweeting out, let's run it back. Red all 24. Good for yeah. him. That's great. Yeah. What do you Landon think, Jackson. Trey? Well, that's what we—that's what I'd heard. Um, so, um, no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, yeah, I know you hear most of this stuff, and out of respect, you don't—you don't, you know, reveal it for for the players' sake, so sure. they can they can have it. But um, was was that one when you even when you heard it initially? Um, was that one that you know some people question? Hey, is he going to try to go pro? I think more people question if he's going to try to go pro than enter the transfer portal. What were you hearing? Pro, it, well, he, he can't enter the portal. Uh, he would have okay. to sit out one because he's uh, true. He would be a true senior, so he's looking at three and a half semesters and or three and a half years in college. Um, so he wouldn't, you know, it would it would mess him up, I guess, um, if he tried to do that. So uh, it was pro or uh, or return to college, and uh, obviously, you know, he's an all SEC player. He's gonna. It's it's it's. You know, you go to the pros and you're not guaranteed anything. You could get cut. You could, you get your signing bonus and, you know, you, you sign a four-year deal, but it doesn't mean anything, you know, unless they keep you. And so with this, you may not make as much, but you're guaranteed to play football <laughs> and you're guaranteed to, you know, be able to work to improve your draft stock and, um, you know, you're guaranteed a similar amount that you might get, um, you know, for a signing bonus, so uh, I'm not terribly. I mean, I, if I hadn't heard that's where he was leaning, I, I might have been a little surprised, I guess. Um, but that's what I'd heard it was going to happen. I was told that um, they were going to do everything within their power. I don't know if that means all NIL or anything else to make sure that he came back next year. And so that's that's probably part of it. I, I didn't know. I didn't think about the fact that he didn't have an option to transfer to another school, which is really good. But that's a great start for your defense. He had a heck of a year, and that's no guarantee he'll have a good year next year. But if he does make improvement over this year, he, he could definitely. He was all-conference this year. I didn't realize, Trey, that he's the first SEC defensive lineman to make all-conference at Arkansas in 12 years. Wow. It's been a while, hasn't it? Is that right? Yeah. I think. Uh, was that uh, the release? Jake Beckett was the last Arkansas defensive lineman to make first team all conference. That's that was in the release, yeah. First team, okay. Yeah. So Trey years Flowers. Ago. Yeah. Darius Philon. Must have made Dietrich second Wise. team. Yeah, even though they made some All-America teams, I think uh Phylon did. So mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's what I read in the release. Yeah. Interesting well, in Landon Jackson has everything that you're looking for in an NFL defensive end. He's got production, size. Um, he, he's got a lot of skill. So uh, I think he can come back and have a really big year for him next year. But that's that's a big one because, you know, defensive end, they are losing guys. Trajan Jeffcoat, is, uh, he doesn't have any eligibility left. Zach Williams doesn't have eligibility left. Um, and John Morgan doesn't have eligibility left. So there, that's three guys right there. And then, you know, probably get Jashad Stewart back. Um, you know, and some some of the younger guys, they got some talented young guys. But getting Landon Jackson back is is pretty big. I, I still think they'll they'll probably try to find another defensive end, uh, just because. I mean, they brought in they brought in pretty much a defensive end and at least one defensive tackle every single year that the portal has been open. I don't know about you, Trey. I for some reason I woke up this morning and thought about Rocket Sanders. Rarely do I wake up in the morning and the first thing I think about is some Razorback football player. But Mm -hmm. knowing that this was coming, and we talk about it every day as if it's matter of fact, but I thought, golly, I, I really don't like this. You know, he came as a wide receiver. Would he have been a running back at another school? I don't know. He became a running back at Arkansas, which turned him into a star. 
He had one great year. He gets hurt during the year, and I know he rehabbed some elsewhere, but he also was rehabbed here by University of Arkansas people. And when it's over, it's like, boy, I love everybody here. Thank you for the coaches. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I'm leaving. It it just it, it makes the whole process seem a little bit deflating to me to, to see there's a guy that Arkansas took care of. If he's not going to the pros, I wish you to come back next year. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would like to see. I mean, I, those days are just done. I mean, the days that, you know, a guy goes to your school and, um, you know, you cheer for him all those years and then 20 years later he comes back and, you know, everybody gives him a standing ovation and stuff are over because he transferred, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it left a sour taste in your mouth when it when it happened. It, I, I do feel like attitudes have changed a little bit versus like when Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché entered the portal or Mike Woods when they he entered the portal, everybody's like, what? Yeah. What are they doing? Oh, yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, how could they do that? These guys are starting, you know. Those were, it was outlandish that, you know, somebody would consider leaving Arkansas for LSU or Oklahoma who'd or been in the program and invested. Yeah. But now it's just like, good luck, man. Appreciate what you did here. I understand, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I mean, he did rush for 1,400 yards and, you know, yeah. over a dozen touchdowns yeah. for the Razorbacks. So he contributed oh, yeah. quite a bit, too, to the program. Yeah. No Thanks doubt. Thanks for what you did while you were no here. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, I, I don't, I don't uh, negate that at all. It's just that there's still this, this feeling of, gosh, you know, if you're, if you're still going to be a running back, why can't you be a running back at Arkansas? Are, are there running backs coming into the program that are going to beat you out? Are yeah. there? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's so much also with fans, you know. I think they've gotten to a point where fans aren't blaming the player for leaving. It's blaming the system. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I agree with blame. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think earlier when it just first started happening, it was like, where's the loyalty? What about, let me ask you, well, I mean, loyalty doesn't exist in the portal. I mean, Gunnar Gundy transferred today from his dad. So if you're, uh, the portal. Is that right? Yes. At Oklahoma State? Absolutely. Yes. He He transferred from his dad. Yes. That happened today. So we know loyalty doesn't exist. And and you even leave your family at the doorstep, uh, you know, when it comes to the portal. But um, I do wonder, Trey, just how much of the negativity surrounding this season I mean, because you do want, I wonder, with the you know influx of a, of a great play caller like Petrino, who I understand is tough to play for, but still a great play caller and puts you in a position to succeed on the field, how that didn't negate a transfer like this unless the, the negativity from this last season, which was massive. I mean, before that hire of Petrino, it was about as negative as we've seen for the program mm-hmm. since Morris. And even then, I think it was more apathy than negative. This was just pure negativity. Yeah. Um, how much of that just kind of seeped through, and these guys, even with a good opportunity to come back and be playmakers, just want a fresh start somewhere else regardless of, of yeah. the opportunity? I think there's that that fold into it, too. I think there's also, you know, Arkansas doesn't have a bottomless pit of money. They, they in a lot better shape money-wise, but they have to pick battles that they want to fight you know i mean uh, i don't think that they were probably willing with jalen catalan last year uh to pay hundreds and hundreds of thousands for a guy that's you know his shoulder has been wrecked you know we can stop Mm -hmm. you here but you can continue because you're going to be on for another segment that's right that's a good deal Trey Biddy will be back with us. Chris Kane will be back with us. We're almost back to Drive Time Sports. is the best in the game. Here, the scenic views stick around after the sun sets, and your favorite cocktails keep you company long after overtime. Where else can you unwind with bourbon and late-night bites? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Tap Time with Bryce Knoll and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier.